Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, and I'm your host. Today is a special edition. Today I'm at NCYC. NCYC stands for North Carolina Youth Camp, and this is my first time being here, and I am super excited, and I'm I'm so blessed. This is a day two, and I've been to worship meetings and um, group activities and uh, dining halls and meeting a lot of youth, and it's been a great, wonderful blessing. Now, one of the most uh, blessing moments for me is to meet the main speaker, and his name is Sam Wan, and he is from New Jersey. And I'm doing the podcast with Pastor Sam. So let me introduce Pastor Sam. Hey, Sam, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really honored to not only be a speaker here, but to be on the podcast with you. Honor is mine. And Sam, I really want to get to know you more. And I know that you are from New Jersey, right? Yeah. So how different New Jersey is from North Carolina? Yeah, uh, I think first off, it's winter right now. So it's definitely warmer down here. So I'm not missing the cold at all. And um, I think people in general in, in the South are just a lot more friendlier. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe it's the weather too. But, uh, but overall, I think hearts are the same. People need Jesus, they want Jesus, and they're just looking for truth. So uh, I'm really thrilled to be able to come and, and share together of what God wants to do. That's cool. Now, were you born in New Jersey, or can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I was actually born in Korea, and my family and I, we moved to uh, Bergen County, which is uh, northern New Jersey, right outside of New York City. We're about 20 minutes from you know Manhattan. Uh, so we moved there when I was three years old. So I've been in the same area pretty much my whole life. Uh, that's where I grew up, went to school, went to seminary, and, and where I reside currently. Okay, that's great. Now, Sam, uh, how did you come to Christ? Yeah, for me, um, well, I grew up going to church my whole life. Ever since I was born, uh, just going to church on Sundays was expected. It's just something we did. But it wasn't until I was 17 years old, I was a junior in high school, where I just encountered God for myself. I mean, I was exposed to the things of God uh, at at the church I was going to. Uh, but that was really when God took a hold of my life. I saw my friends get radically saved. I saw them change. I saw them, you know, give up the things of the world to really follow after God. And it really piqued my interest of, man, maybe there's something to this thing. And um, I just experienced his presence. And he just became so real to me uh, personally where I felt like, man, this is it. This is what I'm going to give my life for. And uh, that's how I came to faith. Wow. So how long was it ago? Uh that was more than enough years ago. It was I'm 32 now, so it was about 15 years ago. And around the winter time as well is when God really took a hold of my life. I just started going to church, and God really revealed Himself, spoke to me, called me. So once I got saved at 17, I, I, that's also when I felt called into ministry as well. So there was nothing else I wanted to do except just give my life for the Lord and to serve Him and His kingdom and His people and and it's been a journey since. Yeah. Well, yesterday and today, I listened to your message, and I was very blessed. And then one thing that really grabbed my attention was when you said holiness is really starting with the gospel. By the way, uh, this year's NCYC theme is holiness. Uh, 
But uh, when people think about holiness, people think about more of a behavior change. We have to do this and do that, and we can be holy. But you brought to the very, very important uh, attention to the gospel. Holiness starts with the gospel. And this morning, you mentioned about that Christianity is not about uh, bad people becoming good people, but it's more uh, dead people becoming alive. So can you flesh that a little bit? Sure. I I think the thing about Christianity is that it isn't behavior modification, but it's heart transformation. Mm -hmm. And I think religion tries to control people through behavior modification or, or even you know punishment or rewards but God just goes to another level and he really goes after the heart so even this morning I talked about Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 and 27 where God says he'll remove from us a heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh Mm -hmm. he'll put his spirit within us so that we would follow his commands and his laws so I think that's in essence has to be the start of holiness Mm -hmm. where it's God's initiative it's his grace it's him doing what we can't do on our own And I think oftentimes when we think of holiness, it's about us as human beings becoming holy enough to finally get to God instead of realizing a holy God became man to come after us. And I think that's where it all begins. It's not our behavior. It's not what we do. It's not our performance. It's not our achievements. It's just understanding he loved us so much, even when we were, you know, quote unquote, unholy, that he came after us. So I think that that really begins of understanding, wow, I live for God. I'm not doing this because I have to, but because, man, I get to, I want to live for the things of the Lord. Uh, so even last night, just sharing from Galatians as well, uh, chapter 2, verse 21, where Paul says, man, if anyone could be righteous by obeying the law, then Christ died for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we could do it on our own, then then God's law would have been enough, but ultimately, you know, in Romans, it talks about how the purpose of it is to lead us to God to show us that we can't fulfill any of it by our own strength. We really need Him. And, and I think that's the beginning place of holiness. It's, it's through God, it's by God, it's with God, and He's for us in that way. That's good. Now, Sam, one, is founder and director of Pursuit NYC, Yeah. right? Now, Sam, can you explain, can you introduce your um, Pursuit NYC more to us? Sure. Um, I mean, our ministry was started maybe about four years ago, and it just came from a place of uh, brokenness, to be honest, and just God just really bringing me and and a couple of of our leaders to a place of just saying, man, this is, God is doing something, and it was just kind of birthed out of that place of brokenness in our own personal lives and different struggles, but yet also different um, dreams and promises that God has given us. So ever since I got saved, even before then, uh, I was really exposed to the power of God, the presence of God, and just even you know, prophetic words and declarations of revival in our region. And that really shaped my life. And uh, when I was a teenager, when I got saved, ultimately of, of what I felt I was called for, uh, I felt like God one time told me he, he groomed me for revival and nothing else. So when the time came, everything aligned perfectly. Um, and that it was just time to go after revival. Mm-hmm. So uh, our vision is is revival or bust, mm-hmm. and that's our vision statement. And oftentimes, you know, people ask me, you know, what what does revival or bust really mean? And I feel like the best way I can describe it is through a sports analogy. Mm-hmm. So I know we're uh, in North Carolina. I know there's mm-hmm. Panthers fans here. 
So if your team is, is the Carolina Panthers, and let's say that their goal for the season was to win the Super Bowl, they would say it's Super Bowl or bust. They're not playing to uh, get good, good stats. They're not playing to just make the playoffs. They're not playing to just win a few games, but their goal is to win the Super Bowl. Anything less than that would miss the mark. That would be a bust. Mm. So along the way, they might lose some games. They might uh, make some mistakes. People might get injured on the field. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the fact that they're playing for a Super Bowl and nothing else. So in the same way, we want to see revival uh, more than anything else. And, and we know that it's not going to happen because of us, because we prayed so hard, because we preached so well. Mm. But it's coming to a place of saying, God, do what only you can do because you promised it. You want this for us. And, and we want to see people get saved. Mm. We want to see churches get awakened. And, and people come together in unity to really see God's kingdom come like never before. So that's that's what we're really after and wanting to do and, and believing for as a ministry. Mm. That's great. Do we have a website? Yep, uh, our website is www.pursuitnyc.org. You could also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You could just look up Pursuit NYC in any of those platforms and you could find us there. That's great. And you also have a podcast, right? Yep, uh, we have a podcast as well. It's called Pursuit Cast. You could find it on our website or if you use iTunes or, or any, any um, a podcast app you use, whatever you, you use, uh, you could just search Pursuit NYC and, and you'll find it there that way. That's awesome. I'm still very excited because we still have two more nights Yeah. and uh, I will look forward to hearing more God's words uh, through you. And uh, I have a personal question for you. Sure. As a pre preacher's perspective, you know, I noticed that you don't really use a lot of notes. I mean, I think you do, but your eye contact is almost like a 99%. You don't really depend on the notes. How, how do you do that? Um, I think it's just, I, I really believe that, um, for me personally, at least, I, I don't want to just preach a message as much as I want to preach my life. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to be able to connect mm -hmm. with the students. I want to be able to just share with them, engage with them. So I just want to be a part of what God wants to do. And, yeah. and I think I, for me, I'm not here as, you know, that I'm bringing something as much as God is already at work. And mm -hmm. I get to partner with Him and, and just be in the room when God does His mm -hmm. thing. So I'm just there. Uh, some practical things. I think repetition helps. Um, I think practicing helps. And um, just getting to a place where the message becomes part of your life and not just something you bring, but mm -hmm. it's part of who you are. So um, that's what I would say from, I guess, a preacher's perspective. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, this podcast is heard by mostly by Asian Americans, and uh, actually, this is broadcasted almost 12 different countries. Wow. So there may be some people who need to hear uh, what sure. you just said. So I'm very uh, excited about that. Now, what would you say to the listeners, audiences, those Asian Americans or those who are ministering to Asian Americans? Sure. Um, I think that as Asian Americans, we're, we're very blessed and privileged to be in a place where you know, we have all the freedom and, and the resources to build God's kingdom. And I really believe in the coming years that God is going to use Asian Americans to, to really be a voice. Um, you know, we are obviously a minority, mm -hmm. and I think oftentimes Asian Americans don't really have a voice in, in, in the wider spectrum of culture. But I think whether it's Hollywood or fashion or, or even ministry, mm -hmm. I think God is going to 
uh, use Asian Americans in a wider scale. So I think it's a call to get ready, uh, to really go deeper in the things of God and really allow Him to uh, refine us and to be prepared because God will use Asian Americans, I believe. I think we have a voice that needs to be heard, whether it's for racial reconciliation in America, uh, whether it's for equality, whether it's even the things of God. God really wants to use Asian Americans. I believe that uh, not exclusively or, or we're better, not anything like that, but I think it's time that we add our voice to you know, our brothers and sisters of other cultures in America, especially, and even the world. So uh, I'm really grateful to be a part of this podcast. That's great. Well, my final question is, what is your biggest prayer request? Uh, My biggest prayer request, uh, for me, uh, we're we're, uh, being faithful with Pursuit NYC. We're faithful in gathering and meeting because we really believe that's what God has called us to. And we just want to see an increase in 2018. I really believe this upcoming year is, is a year of transition in a good way. Uh, I really feel like in my spirit, 2018 is kind of going to be like spring. You know, it's going to be a spring year. And we really want God to establish us, uh, and even in a greater way. We're so grateful for the breakthroughs this past year, but we want to see uh, uh, greater in, in the next year. We want to see uh, more of His presence, of His manifest presence. Uh, just deeper in, in intimacy. Uh, just, you know, Jesus said that when we follow him, when we believe, um, that there will be signs and wonders that follow us. Mm. You know, we don't got to go chasing after them, but they'll follow us. So we want to see an increase of God's power in our midst. We've been seeing that, uh, we're, but I believe we're just scratching the surface. So for those of, of you guys who are listening, if you could be praying for us, uh, believing with us for our, our tri state area up north in New York and New Jersey. Uh, yeah, that 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 would be my major prayer request, and uh, pray pray that I get married too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I pray for you now? Yeah, let's do it. Father, we thank you so much for your love and your grace, and thank you for this great camp, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to meet the men of God. And thank you for using Pastor Sam in a mighty way. Father, we pray that as he requested. Uh, for 2018, we pray that you would use Pursuit NYC in an amazing way, increase the ministry to impact the churches, to impact uh, disciple-making movement so that there'll be more disciples to be made, there'll be more disciplers to be made, and there'll be uh, churches to be on fire for you, the churches would be filled with the Holy Spirit, and they would experience the great revival. And they can also, the revival movement will not stop in one church, but it will be spread out throughout the, um, the states and nation and all around the world. Father, please use Pastor Sam in a mighty way. And also pray that you would bring a suitable uh, helper uh, for him in the future so uh, he can have a good family as well. For your, for your name, for your glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I prayed. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a great privilege privilege and honor. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners. And I'm going to do more podcasts with the NCYC leaders and the students in the following days. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.